Let's kick it. Kick it. Home of the Whopper. Burr, 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 burr. Let's kick it. Let's do it. Home of the Whopper. Let's do it. Shut up and sit down. Once again, proof you can fix anything with duct tape. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Marriage is a wonderful invention, but then again, so is a bicycle repair kit. I'm trying to buy some WD-40 and get out of this godforsaken store. You know that one of my biggest pet peeves is excessive bike noise. Hi, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Vonder, and I'm here with Lance Friggin Lance Friggin Hepler. Back in studio. Back in studio with my friends. Where you been, Jackass? I've been all over loving my life, just you drilling it. I've, I've been, been watching on Instagram. It's been been a nice, enjoyable. It's, I haven't followed him. It's been it's been unfollow. U- <laughs> it's been Utah, Arizona, Idaho, just glory two weeks. I had a blast. I bet. Yeah, it's good been times. it's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jackass. Yeah. <laughs> to his left, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look a bit fluffy today. My hair is large. It's large and in charge. It's large and in charge. <laughs> it's because I jumped in the pool and then and then just that's your roll. shower. That's just your shower walk. for the month. Yeah, <laughs> in my full kit. <laughs> just jump in You're the like, pool. Hey, done. August is good. Clean. August is good. We're good soap for August. Soap is for suckers. Lance is like in the <laughs> middle of like... pay for soap. Can you believe what? it? I don't understand. You people paying for soap. Who's paying for soap? Oh, my gosh. Not me. Lance driving <laughs> through like Utah and he sees some like residential neighborhood and scopes out a pool and like jumps fences. And <laughs> lady's like, hey, Donnie, some some strange guy's in our yard. He's in our pool. And Lance back there taking a bath. I, That's how you roll these days, I, huh? I did that in Moab once. I was in Moab for the weekend riding mountain bikes and I literally just like... I like broke into a hotel pool and just dove in. <laughs> I've done that before too. I'm like, okay, this so feels great. And then, and, and then just like grabbed a towel and like in the car and was gone. But. So I, I trained in Boulder for a summer at altitude, but basically we were just homeless for like a summer. <laughs> and we used to go to like a pool and they had like showers, right? Because yeah. pools have showers and that's where we showered. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Well played. Homeless. Yeah. Homeless lifestyle. <laughs> Jeez. Wowzers. Guys, it's been a minute since we've all been at the table, and I got asked him, like, hey, what's going on with you guys? You guys have been, like, MIA. Like, you've been almost oh, missed. come on. That, like, we missed one week in five we years, did and we miss suddenly. A, did we actually miss a week, though? Well, no, because we, we kind of did extra during no, the tour. We did it extra during the tour, yep. and then we did two shows in three weeks, and suddenly we're MIA. Yeah. <laughs> It's freaking it, summer, man. It this, got stretched, man. Yeah, we were all over the place. Yeah. Still kind of are, but we happen to all be back in town. Here so we are. The boys are back. I drove back last night. <laughs> hey, we're going to kick this one old school. We're going to go retro. Ret- retro. Retro dial podcast, and we're going to start with the back pedal. Will, will my hair stay gray, or can I go back to my 
regular what? blonde locks. What was it before? I don't know, but it was we don't beautiful. Know. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. We just need Sully to come back. <laughs> Let's do some backpelling. Who wants to go first? Uh, I think I'm supposed to always go first, and I don't even know what I did this week. That's how bad it was. It's been a blur. You know what I did do? A whole bunch of coaching administrative stuff to get ready for the cross-country season. It has been a ridiculous couple questions for you, Matt. couple questions. Okay. How many hours a week are you working in your real job? Like, none. Like, I mean... <laughs> you quit. You I'm quit gone. to become a Did high school cross-country coach. I, prob- I, 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 I don't want to say this on air and have it be recorded, but it's probably like 5 to 10. And I've probably worked 40 to 50 on cross-country stuff oh, this, just this week. I, this week ma- is, is ridiculous. How about how much time do you spend going to pools, taking your boys to... Oh, a lot. I spend a lot of time driving back and forth to the pool. Okay. Although we kind of have like this pool break for the month of August, although that's not exactly true because they also have these camps and things like that for that we're taking our kids to. So it's not quite as much back and forth to the pool. Okay. So, how much, normally it's How much lot. time a week are you spending making videos, Matt LeGrand? Probably... Um, another it's probably 20 hours maybe how many hours a week are you spending running biking and swimming yourself matt legrand um at least 30 minutes a day consistently sometimes somewhere between like 30 minutes and an hour and a half how many hours a week are you spending reading like, divorce papers matt legrand <laughs> um, those divorce papers they just read themselves <laughs> If you add it all up, it's definitely like, oh, that's that's the twenty four hours there in a day, then you're over that. I'm convinced Matt has, I don't know, produced some sort of AI or something like that. I, I, he's cloned himself. In I some want to. Weird I'm in. Form. I'm all in on AI taking over my job. <laughs> I don't know how you fit it all in, dude. It's yeah, it's bad. Like I I posted a video today, and I I want it to be good, and then that means like I'm gonna spend a lot of time on it. And I was like, oh, it should go out Thursday morning, and of course it goes out Friday, like lunchtime like that's how late everything gets pushed back just push it all back push it back keep pushing everything's late in my life yeah me you were even late here tonight that yeah although the, this is kind I'm of like, a soft it, it's we, it was, we don't have a hard time it's kind of well it, this is retro dialed after hours it's, yeah we are we are after on, hours. we are on after hours cheers cheers you there's that? a couple of beers you guys yeah. are, are yeah yeah we're cheer- here we'll cheers you in Yes. I'm, I'm drinking polar seltzer water. Yeah, sure you are. <laughs> it's vodka. He's drinking vodka. Straight vodka. No, it's uh it's it's been a crazy week. Um, but I've scrambled I mean, I've done some things like where it gets late at night and I want to get my little little tidbit of exercise in and I'll hop on Zwift. Even though the weather's been good, I'll do like 30 minutes at like a hundred watts. It's just embarrassing. I ran, I've gone for a couple runs. I ran with David Goodman, who's like one of our team cyclist buddies. Why is he running? Yeah, why he, is he running? Is his bike he, broken? His coach is having him run a couple times a week, which he he is not a runner. But like on my Strava post, I was like, oh, David's a runner now. <laughs> <laughs> but we ran up and down our street. He was like, my coach has me running twice this week. Do you want to run with me? And I'm like, yes. And then uh, so I ran with him once, and then he was going to go again tonight, and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't have time. <laughs> But I passed him. I like drove because I was driving kids to the pool, as I do. Yep. And, uh, and there he was. And he running. was out running, and I was like, go get it up, go, 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 go get, get off him. the road, jerk off. <laughs> That's what I yell when I it was go by my friends. It's good. Good to have another runner in the neighborhood. Hmm. So there's <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's good times. I have been doing some swimming. Swimming's good. Got a little 10 o'clock master's group that I swim with. It's super nice. I'm not swimming well. 
I'm not running well. I'm <laughs> definitely not biking well. But yeah. What's the plan for you this this winter? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna like change things up? Are you gonna try and focus on maybe doing I, some racing next year? You make maybe? Um, maybe I think um, <laughs> I think I would like to do get through cross country season and then maybe try and get like on uh, a nice like program of hitting like a, a basic like a, a winter training program for sure. cycling. Yep. Um, and I think that could just be Zwift, but also have it be a little bit more organized. Hmm. So that's the plan. That's the plan for this winter, and I think that'll set me up for a decent summer, spring or summer. And I don't even care about doing racing necessarily, but I'd like to go travel and do some, like, I don't know. I have this idea in my mind of, like, I'm just going to meet Lance, and we're going to find some climbs in the summer, and we're just going to, like, video some stuff. Yes, please. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like what's the best, what's the top three rides in Washington? What's the top three rides in Oregon? Like, just go do these rides, and I have to be in sort of decent shape because I think... You want to you want to have these rides that you want to basically create a story around it, and you need to be able to do 60, 80, you know, hundred miles to be able to kind of like yes. portray these these I'm in. events. I think it'll be amazing. Count me in. Done. I, I we s- could do a whole video series on that. I know. I'm I'm serious. I think this is just like a. I'll block my schedule. It out. doesn't even. Well, there's an open we room over there I'm, if you guys want to go like sort this out. We don't. I don't even think. I mean, we should be able to work around in the summertime. We should be able to work around schedules. Summertime's busy for everyone, but it could be amazing. It could be amazing. And I think it's like one of those things where we do the route, we GoPro some stuff, and then we also work on like sunrise, sunset, just going to certain spots and getting like beautiful film work yep. stuff done. You should have been on this last trip with me. Was it decent? Oh, dude. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> oh, dude. We'll, and, we'll get there. Yeah. So that's a goal. And it's kind of a long-term goal, too, where it's like, hey, when my kids are done with, you know, school and all this stuff, like, how fun would it be to just travel and make videos? Yeah. It's a dream. Yeah. But it's a dream. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Make it a reality. I know. It, Do I mean, it. I can. It's just busy life's busy this beginning of the summer i looked at the calendar and i literally didn't have one weekend that was open (laughs) (laughs) every weekend busy with something that's mostly swimming at swim though right swim most of it was swim yeah almost all of it was swimming that is a massive commitment that's and it's unfortunate because you're mostly indoors summertime summertime's outdoor stuff for all the swimming yeah, yeah, you're going to a lot of outdoor pools in the summertime. Wow. Because they have like what they call like long course season, so it's 50-meter pools and things like that. There's only a couple of those, but you kind of have to like travel to them and, yeah. Yeah. and whatever it is. But like Mount Hood Community College has one, so we do a couple races there. It's all outdoors. It's really nice. Yeah. And and what's crazy is swimming, going to swim meets and being at swim meets all the time sounds horrible, but we kind of like it. We're yeah. kind of into it. Like we cheer for all the kids on the team, not just our kids, and we're into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun watching your kids, but it's just yeah. makes for long days. Oh, my gosh. Long days. You got to pack. You got to get up early and pack and be ready for every. I mean, yeah. you know, it's the same with like a long soccer yeah. thing. Yeah, there's a, a cycling club, uh, a newer team. And it's mostly uh, actually it's all youths. It's the East Portland Youth Cycling oh, Team. Oh, cool. Uh, or EPIC, as, as they they call their little acronym. Okay. And they love, um, you know, road racing and crit racing. But their thing is like velodrome stuff. And oh, as yeah, we know here in the cool. Portland area, the, the Alpine Rose Velodrome shut down. The next closest velodrome is up in Seattle. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. driving up there almost every single weekend, leaving on Friday and coming back on oh Sunday Sunday night. Really? It's like I think it's like three and a half or four hours or something like that. And it can be even longer when um, you know, they're they're stuck in traffic and whatnot, but 
at the end of the day, I mean, that's just a huge commitment. They're gone all weekend long. They're driving all the time. They're going up to Seattle all the time. So it's just kind of a, it's a bummer. So anyway. That's what happens. Yep. You want to backpedal? Dude, do you really want to hear about my... We're going to be jealous. Two weeks. I, I did I did literally like 10, like 10 different rides, like five different hikes, a bunch of kayaking. Tons of kayaking. <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot of kayaking. Were you stuff. wake surfing a little bit too? I was wake surfing as yeah. well. Did you hurt your back? I, it was sore for a uh-huh. couple days. Yep. You know what's stupid is I, I kind of got, <laughs> kind of got seasick. Oh. I think I'm, I'm prone to motion sickness the older I get. Well, remember that time we were biking and you almost like threw up? Oh yeah, I, I puked on somebody's grass and you like <sighs> had to walk me home and like, and like carry me into the house. And stroke the sweat away from my brow. <laughs> I remember it. I remember it. I took full advantage. You did. It was beautiful. He's, he's down and out. I'm going to take full advantage it was a of moment. this guy. Okay, uh, but yeah, I think that probably there, like, as we get older, there's like a lot of that stuff where, like, I don't like to go up on ladders anymore. I know. Getting, just, old, getting old sucks. Stuff wears out. Yeah. So, um, my the reason I was in Utah or I was going there is because we had a I had a college buddies reunion weekend on okay. Lake Powell. That was the reason to go to Lake Powell. We were going to spend like four days on a houseboat with a wake surfing boat and cruising around. And, and you guys kind of do this every year, right? We've been doing it for a couple of years. Okay, yeah. So, but I went like five days early and picked up my college buddy Steve Waldrip, who lives in the Ogden area. Mm-hmm. And I acted like his personal driver for five days while he was doing all his business work on the phone. And we really? drove to different sites and rode bikes and camped in beautiful spots. Freaking A. We went to the spot called the Little Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's, I saw a photo It's of that. in That's like amazing. the San Rafael Swell area of central Utah. It was it was freaking gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. There was a there was like a 15-mile ride mountain bike trail that goes along the rim of this whole canyon guess how many people we saw out there zero one one that's it nobody out there really no it was kind of odd everywhere we went in utah in and in arizona was almost empty and i think it's because august is kind of monsoon season it's usually hot but it was not it wasn't unseasonably cool for it was yeah it was unseasonably cool, but hmm. that little Grand Canyon trip was just phenomenal. I mean, it, Steve and I just had a blast, and we camped like right on the canyon rim. Not another soul in sight. Wow, beautiful. Were like, you boondocking, or was this a legit campsite? No, nah, completely boondocking. All right, yeah, just <laughs> out it. there in the middle of nowhere. It was just, it was fantastic. From there, did you guys pitch tents? <laughs> no, no, we slept in the van. Oh, no. you slept, slept in the van, huh? We slept in the van, because there's two beds in the van. Oh, okay. So Steve takes the big bed, and I take the small All bed. Because right. right. the small bed's more comfortable. My friend Steve is 6'8". Oh. He's very tall. Very tall. So he... That's a big spoon. He barely fits spoon. in the, up, on the upper bed. So then I made him go rock counting with me, of course. So, That's kind of cool. Yeah, we did that. But... There's this highway in Utah called Highway 12, and it's considered one of the most beautiful highways in the country. And it goes between Torrey, Utah, and Escalante, Utah. And it's like 40 miles long that is just these gorgeous, beautiful views. The Tour of Utah went through it, I think, a few years ago. Maybe not the Tour of Utah. There's been races that have gone down it. It is it is unreal. You're like riding on this perfect ribbon of 
of asphalt that is on the ridge of between two canyons that drop like 3,000 feet on either side. And then you drop down into the canyon in these big red wow. rock walls. I mean, it was it was absolutely gorgeous. So, would you call it glorious? <laughs> it was it was glorious. So we did this Highway 12. So the whole point, we did this Highway 12 ride, and my daughter Kelty is actually um, on a film set at the moment. She is an assistant director. They're filming a movie wow. about. Wilderness camps for youth, and she got hired to be um, the second AD. They're not part of like a weird strike thing going on. It's an independent film, so it's not part of the Writers Guild. Okay, so she part of the whole. She's not in the. She's not in the Writers Guild or the Screen Actors Guild yet because she doesn't have enough stuff. So she was not crossing picket lines to be be on this show. Not a scab. Not a scab. Not a scab. So, so she invited us to come to the set. So we went and. And saw her and saw her working with all these people and watched Did you roll up on your bike in your kit, though? (laughs) No, we rolled up in the van. I was not in the kit. All right. That could have been funnier. Yep. We actually showed up too early, and she's like, I'm busy. You need to go do something for an hour. So we went rock hounding for an hour and found some really cool stuff. So I keep making my friend do that. But we had done this. We had done this Highway 12 ride, and we only did like 10 or 12 miles where we wanted to do 40 because the plan was to go to Bryce National Park and ride Thunder Mountain again. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. you, gotta do you that. can't be that close to Bryce and yep. not miss it. And as we're driving to Bryce, huge thunderstorm, poured rain for like three hours, not like a passing cell. It poured rain. There was no Thunder Mountain happening. Oh. So we got completely washed out from trying to do Thunder Mountain. But um, was there any flash flooding? That's usually synonymous with. I'm some sure flash there was flash floods happened somewhere, but we didn't get caught in anything. Thank goodness. Is the ground there pretty porous? Does it like rinse away the water pretty quick? I mean, or is it is it going to be standing water muddy? It's going to be standing water for like a day and a half. Gotcha. Yeah. So it just it. We just moved on. We actually ended that up going. Sucks. We found some other really cool, beautiful off the grid campsite and just. Oh my gosh, we just had it was just phenomenal. Nice. What we did. And we went to Page, Arizona because that's where we were meeting all my college buddies. And uh I did a mountain bike ride. There's a rim, there's like a 10-mile loop that um that goes along the rim around Page. And I said, "Okay, um Steve, I'm I'm going to do one easy lap and then I'm going to go full gas for a full lap to see if I can get the KOM." And I missed it by like 40 seconds or something. Ugh. Yeah. So I, I completely buried myself for like 45 minutes. Uh, but I'm trying to get ready for the cross season. So I just, we just had a blast. But then, yeah, then we, uh, my, one of my other buddies, you, you want to hear all these <laughs> travel stories? Why not, man? <laughs> <laughs> so one of my other buddies, he owns a houseboat on Lake Powell, and he has a ski boat uh, or a, a wake surfing boat. And uh, good, These are good friends to have. Yeah, you don't want to own a boat. You want to have a friend that has a boat. Yeah, you don't want to own the boat yourself. You, you, want, you want, want to have a friend. You want friends with boats. That's right. So uh, we all hooked up. There were six of us, uh, somebody who's in charge of food, and and we showed up, and we took the boat out and camped in this up this beautiful slot canyon and... We, I would go kayaking every morning and then we would 
go wake surfing like two or three times a day. We just, I, I mean, I had a great, it was all my college buddies. None, none of us drink or party. We all just hang out and talk and make fun of each other. And, you know, the same thing that happens like in this room. Sure. So <laughs> we had, we had a really good time, but I, I didn't ride for like three, like three days because I'm hanging out with my buddies on the boat. Had a great time. So that was a lot of fun. Then um, after that, I had to get Steve, Steve, my, my friend Steve, he was actually in the middle of closing like a $100 million real estate deal. Oh, geez. <laughs> so he's in the middle of trying to finish this, this uh, big real estate deal because he runs this big uh, opportunity housing fund in Utah. And um, he was trying to close this property. And he actually was able to close it. So I was I was total chauffeur boy. It was a lot of fun. So you got a nice tip out of that. I, I, I got nothing at the moment. Oh. I told him, you know, 10 percent, man. I, I told him I'd, I'd happily be his driver for 2 percent equity in the company. That's all I want. 2 percent equity. In the <laughs> Seems company. reasonable. He didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't take on that one. He didn't. No. He didn't take it. So I don't know what was happening. Um, from there in Utah, um, I didn't go straight home because I didn't have to. And so, um, I drove to Sun Valley, Idaho, which was, uh, four or five hours away. And then I've spent like three days in Sun Valley, just, just riding mountain bikes on those like perfect, perfect trails. Nice. So, hung out in Sun Valley by yourself? Was anybody there? Um, so my family had a house there for like 40 years, but my oldest sister has bought that house from, from the family. So it's not, it's not my parents or the whole family's house anymore. It's just my So you sister's. boondocked in your sister's driveway. So I slept in my sister's driveway, correct. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And, um, but my, their, their youngest son, that did it. We're having, I'm having headphone issues for maybe whatever it's, reason. Maybe it's what's between the headphones. It could be that my ears are stopped <laughs> oh, working. Not, not mine it's quite possible my ears just quit working entirely. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you had a nice little Dude, couple, was it a couple of weeks. How long were you gone? I was gone like two full weeks, like almost, yeah, a little more than two weeks. Wow. So, but, I, but my, my nephew, He's 29 years old. He's not young, but he's staying in the house. So I went and hung out with him and he's working and he works remotely. Yeah. And so he can stay in the house and I would just go mountain biking every day or riding every day. I did this, I did this like ride called Osberg Ridge in the Sun Valley area. And the pictures were just ridiculous. It was so gorgeous out there. Nice. Like, just huge mountains and off the grid and just it it was phenomenal i just had i just had a great time but it was time to come home so hmm. i did all this riding and uh i was feeling great and i just took my mountain bike and my road bike uh i did several road rides while i was out there one in sun valley and one in the ogden area and i've just been living the hepler lifestyle <laughs> Living the dream, <laughs> screwing around, screwing around, playing bikes. So that's that's kind of it. Gotcha. What, why are you guys looking at me? I but what'd you do, Jake? The polar opposite of Lance. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we had our last podcast come out on what was it, August seventh? Was that was that a Monday that it came out on? Maybe. I think it was a Monday. So on Tuesday, I went for a bike ride outside. 
and it did not go well. And I have not been on a bike since. Oh, so. no. It was did a gravel ride. Crash? Yeah. No. No, okay. no, my that the wheels are falling off this old body here. I'm just a washed but up. I'm telling you, man, it's getting old stuff. It's not no good for nothing. Washed up, broken down. I'm turning it. I'm, I think it's just going to be a dog walker now. I'm just going to walk for. We can have a podcast. We have a podcast about walking dogs. <laughs> my dog no. walks me. I can't yeah. walk my dog. Yeah. Anyway, I, I she thought needs a bike. <laughs> she needs someone to bike. Jeez. I thought my leg was going to be up for going out and and trying to like put throw a little bit of intensity at it. It wasn't a lot. It was. We'll call it a moderate uh, effort, and it was just shy of 30 miles. It's uh, an out-and-back ride, so it's about 15 miles out and about almost 15 miles back, and we um, we didn't go, like, super hard. At least I didn't. I, you know, we've got a couple of regroup spots, and we get um, pretty much out to the, the turnaround spot, and I'm like, yeah, that, that, that wasn't good. I mean, there was a couple times where I was holding decent sustained watts for, you know, five minutes, maybe, like, 350 watts, but it wasn't, like, those hard, like like, you know, 12, 13, 1400 watt efforts where you're like trying to out sprint people or getting yeah. over like big, you know, rollers or whatnot. And it, it felt so crappy, like 15 miles into it, that like my hip was swelling up and it was like pinching inside and my quad started to cramp. Like, um, Lance will know what I'm talking about, but there's a, the Washougal dike that we ride back on and then we'll drop down and we'll go right on the beach because that's yeah. always a beautiful time. You know, this, this it's time like of year near sunset. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just it's, gorgeous. Yeah, and, and yeah, you can ride like on the water or in the water or just outside of it, and it's just it's nice. All the guys dropped down. I'm like, waved goodbye and just rode straight home. And <laughs> uh, I haven't been on a bike since. So you just like took the road home. Yeah, you had to call it. I did. Yeah, I jumped out on the road and just rode straight home and was back to the the whole physical therapy, massage therapy thing. And it's I, I did go in for my massage therapist is God, she destroys me these things are not pleasurable at all and she was saying that it was feeling pretty lumpy and still dealing with adhesions but um i, I i'm just going to take some time off so i haven't been on the bike in 10 days and i'm going to take time off and i'm just going to focus on the massage therapy the stretching um the acupuncture the physical therapy pilates stuff and then i'm getting back into the gym and i'm going to start doing some strength training and see if i can build myself up and then i'm just going to ease my way back into riding unfortunately it's probably going to be mostly easy rides outside or on the trainer yeah and you know unfortunately the summer's coming to an end pretty quickly here and we're going to be back on the trainer doing the whole trainer thing and you know just riding outside sparingly but um, i'm going to just spend this winter trying to get strengthened and healthy and and put it all together so i can have a good uh 2024 campaign racing against lance sepler because i'll be in the same age group as him damn it so stay broken <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, it just hasn't been fantastic. But outside of that, everything's going pretty good. I mean, we've, uh, I think we got to narrow down our school for my daughter. We got to, you know, obviously she's got to get accepted there. And Wait, we've, is this, is this public knowledge? Do you want to talk about it or? She hasn't boiled down to, well, she's got her top picks. Yeah, basically. she's got, it's like a top five. And she's going to apply to, I think, like seven or eight different schools. Okay. And then hopefully, like, she'll get into the ones that she really wants to go to. But I think if she has her way and she gets accepted, um, my daughter's going to be going to the University of Colorado Boulder. That's so, where, that's like her number one. That's her number one. And I don't blame her because being there made me want to go it's back to school. Cool. It yeah. is beautiful. It's a it's a fantastic part of the, the country. Matt lived there they, for a summer. They treat their to, homeless really nice. Like, yep. <laughs> so no, they don't. He just yeah. <laughs> I was, slept. It was a I, smelly mess. I slept in the Marriott parking lot there one night and like poached their bathrooms. Like I slid in yeah. the back door. That's what they do in Boulder. They just let the bathrooms are open for everybody. Well, so when you're a runner, you have to be able to find bathrooms. Probably cycling too, right? But like 
Hotel lobbies are usually very yeah. nice bathrooms. Yep. It works usually. They're very good bathrooms. If you can, if you can yeah. go quickly enough you, past you, the front desk. You always go in like you know what you're doing. You um, never yep. look up. Correct. Just go. Yeah. And, and you can find a bathroom. A reason. Play yeah. the part. Act like you belong there. And you might even be able to slide in and get the free breakfast, too. That's if right. you play your cards right. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to ask you about I that. Think we've done, I think we did that on that Boulder trip also. Admitting to a crime, but residence in have are, free breakfast. Mar- Marriott residence in and Fairfield Marriott Fairfields have uh, free breakfast as well. Just for everybody, um, <laughs> pretty much. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's you know life. Life is good. Otherwise, I mean, I'm just I, I get tired of sounding like I'm. I've been bitching and moaning about broken stuff for five years, and this is just another saga. It's the, the disappointing part for me is just not being able to go outside and ride with my friends the way that I want to, but this is going to be the, what is the sixth year or sixth season in a row of not being able to go do cyclocross. Yeah. I, there's just no way I can go do it. There's like always something. It's two years of shoulders, one year of COVID, and two years of hips, and here we are again. So is what it is. Oh. Anyway, let's move on because even I am tired of listening to me <laughs> Talk about me being injured all the time. It's frustrating. So yeah, it I feel you. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Let's do uh, the whole lead out news thing. Do you guys want to want to do some lead out news stuff? Let's do Champ some lead out news. We haven't talked to Champ Bailey in the longest freaking time. Champ Bailey here. What do we want to talk about for uh, lead out news? Anything and everything. All right. So, um, one thing we haven't talked about is uh, what happened at the uh, World Championships. Did you watch any of the World Championships? No. Matt Legrand? No. Zero? I don't think so. Nothing? Did you hear about I, any of it? I went to. I was gone in Michigan for that week. Oh yeah, that's right. You and were. We like, had no connection. <laughs> you were in the middle of nowhere. It was Iona. Actually, Ionia. Ionia. There's like an I A. So it was interesting about Michigan was like there was it was kind of a relief being like <laughs> just escape. I put my phone down. And I'm like it doesn't work. So I put that down for a couple of days. <laughs> And you know, like how you get like a screen time report and it's like, you dropped 130% of your screen time. It's an oh, right, impossible right. amount of, of dropping your screen time. But yeah. And so, uh, so I didn't like it. That's the thing. It was kind of like right after the tour, I didn't, you know, I was so amped up on, um, watching cycling and all this stuff. And then it was like, and nothing. The, the men's road race yep. was phenomenal. It was amazing to watch. What happened? Um, so uh, it's it was super long. It was like 267 kilometers. It was like really long. And they, they started in one city and rode all the way to another. And then they did like seven laps around the mm. city that had like 40 turns in it. So it was like a difficult uh, course. Those are cool when they get into those laps, though. Yeah. And I, like, I like courses like that. And it came down, um, I think uh, Bettyol made an attack and like stayed away for like two laps, but then it was it was Vanderpool and Van Art and Pogaccia and um, Mads Peterson that mm-hmm. pulled Bettyol back. And so all of a sudden those then those four guys were all together and Vanderpool just frigging exploded with like two laps to go. Like drilled it up this climb and just dropped everybody. Don't you want to just like experience what he's feeling to know how bad, I mean, cause we look at him and like, it looks effortless, but like, I want to know how much harder he is suffering, how much harder he is going, how much 
pain he's feeling in relation to what we feel when we go that hard. I, I, I just I just want to be able to like wrap my head around that. It's for just a moment. It's kind of it it's pretty amazing. It's alien. It's alien. Like Venner like was trying to stay with him and just couldn't. Would you say But it was pretty amazing. He ended up staying away for the last two laps. He even crashed because uh, mm-hmm. it was raining and yep. he took a corner um, not so break good. a boa on his shoe he and broke a cleat the, or something like he that. He snapped a boa on his shoe, but the shoe still worked and he didn't mess up. I can't believe he didn't land on his derailleur. His bike worked oh, yeah. perfectly fine, but he like the boa was like hanging from the shoe and he just ripped it off and like tossed it and just rode without his like his shoe attached. His yeah, shoe the top like part of it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Top part of it attached, but he still was able to stay away and he won by like a minute and a half or something. So Vanderpool and Van Ert second, and um, Pogaccia actually was able to out sprint Mad Peterson. Really? Yeah. All so right. he ended up taking third. And Pogaccia, after the race, because it was like a seven hour race, like yeah. full gas, seven hours, Pogaccia like almost fainted. He was shelled. Wow. Like they, he got. They told him, okay, you know, if you if you're on the podium, you have to make yourself available for like you know um, interviews. And he only went for like a couple minutes and said, I can't, I can't even think, I can't even do this. He said that was two laps too long. It was two laps too much. <laughs> and he actually got fined because he wasn't there enough. But he was like, I, he don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so it was pretty crazy how well Vanderpool went. Those one day races, he. He's a like a multi-day stage yeah. racer kind of guy. Those one-day races, those guys put out some monstrous numbers. And he's a monster himself. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's won plenty. But when you've got the likes of all of those guys going that hard for that long yes. on a one-day deal, I mean, he's built for like being able to do it again and again and again, but they're also not going quite that hard. So that I don't know. That's kind of interesting to see him crack a little bit yeah, like he, that. He was cracked. Like... They're filming him like backstage before they go out for the medal ceremony, and he's just he's leaning on the barrier like with his head down, just like just give, 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 give me a minute. second here, guys. <laughs> oh, one second. <laughs> I can't. I can't quite go just yet. <laughs> if you think about it, that's how it should be, though. That's how like, it should be. But no, but I mean, like it weirds me out that some of these guys go to the well and then they're like just fine the next day during the a lot of these longer stage tours and things like that. Like suspicious. Very recovery tools are top notch. Yeah. So pretty amazing. That men's road race was amazing. Yeah. The women's road race, uh, equally as good, but uh uh Lotto Kapeki, she she was able to out sprint. I think her teammate Demi Volering, aren't I think they are on the same team? I think they are on on that specialized team. Yeah. Uh so Lotto Kapeki won and Demi Volering was second, and a Danish rider Ludwig was third. Then the men's time trial. Yep. Did you guys see any of that? Mm-mm. Freaking Remco mm-hmm. Evan Poole. He can time trial. Yep. He, he he buried everybody. Suspicious. He crushed everybody. Wout was kind of going for it. And he, right. I think his season finally caught up to Wout. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I think he ended up fifth or something like that. But uh, yeah, he did not. Remco Evanpool beat uh, Filippo Ganna, and Filippo Ganna is like, is like, 
That's so awesome. <laughs> Jake's, Jake's dog just came to the window and stared at us longingly like, please love me. Hey, guys. <laughs> I want to be on the podcast. I want to come on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, Remco Evanpool, he ended up winning by 12 seconds over Felipe Ghana, which was just amazing. And then this 19-year-old kid from the United Kingdom ended up with the bronze medal. So uh, first time that a 19-year-old's been on the podium, podium since Remco. Yeah, since Remco, yeah. 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 Josh Tarling, uh, which he, he's on Ineos I was going to say, did Ineos already sign him? <laughs> They've already signed him, yeah. So, And the women's time trial, uh, kind of Chloe. a... Yeah, Chloe Dygart. Yep. Um, she, like, redemption for her. Yeah. Was it, it was three years ago during the World Championships mm-hmm. where she crashed and almost sliced her whole leg off by going Major over a laceration. Yeah, that barrier. was nasty. And she was able to uh, recover enough that... She um, crushed too, didn't she? she? She crushed. Yeah. She Well, she won by six seconds over Grace Brown. That's not a crushing, but third was a minute and 13 back. So pretty crazy. Six seconds, 60 seconds. Who's counting? She crushed. Yeah. <laughs> Job, Chloe. So then the other uh, the other the other thing that I was most interested in was the cross country mountain bike race, mm-hmm. and a little bit of drama with that um, because uh, Nino Schurter has won it ten times. Mm-hmm. So he's the defending champion. He's the Swiss rider. I don't know how old he is, but he's probably who does he ride for, Lance? Nino Schurter. Yeah. A BMC. No, he rides for Scott. Mm-hmm. He rides the same bike. What does this bike do? look like, Lance? It's. It's, eerily familiar, isn't it? I'm. It is eerily familiar. He it, he was on a new bike though, and it w- it's like one step up from the one I'm riding. It's but, the, the one that's like five thousand dollars more than your. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like God. What, I think it's it's close to like fifteen. What grand does it on have grand. on it? What does it have on it that yours doesn't? What's the difference? Flex capacitors. Yeah. <laughs> is it way better than yours? <laughs> it's just lighter. Know. It's lighter. It's different probably wheels. Lighter, lighter yeah. wheels. Different wheels. Yeah. That's I don't know. Nino Shooter, though, he's a freaking legend. So, yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. Um, but uh, there was drama with this race because there were um, three road riders who decided to do the mountain bike uh, XCO race, which was Tom Pidcock, who yep. was the reigning Olympic champion. Not, you know, that was, and he's done a couple races this year. Um, Vanderpool decided he was also going to do it. He had just won the the road race yeah. a week before, and he's like, okay, I'm going to do the mountain bike race too. I'm going to go for it. And Peter Sagan, it's kind of his like, like, oh, yeah, what is retirement Peter? Peter, tour. Peter, Peter, what are you doing? He's like <laughs> well, it's not a retirement tour. tour. He's like, he signed with a specialized team, so he's going to be racing mountain bikes for him next year. Yeah, so I don't understand. But anyway, the UCI has this um, rule that um, yeah, you can move up in the start grid if you are like, in the top 10 of UCI points in another discipline, but it's at the UCI's discretion. And uh, they decided to exercise this for those three riders, um, which was uh, Pidcock. Um, there were 13 rows for the start grid. Yeah. Start, start position is pretty important yeah. in mountain biking, just like cyclocross. Start position is pretty important because if you get held up, yeah, the, the bottles next will, yeah. will slow you down, and the front of the, the point into that race is going to get away, and it's a lot of work to catch up. Correct. So Pidcock, he had some points, so he was going to be starting on the sixth row. Mm-hmm. But with the UCI you know, ruling, they said he, he moved him up to the fifth row. Yeah. Vanderpool would have been dead last. He hasn't done a single mountain bike race this year. And so he went from the 13th row. They moved him to the fifth row. Yeah. Sagan did the same thing, although... 
He's like 400th in UCI points, so I'm not sure why they moved him to the fifth row. Photo op. But they did because he's Peter Sagan. Yeah. I mean, as if you're a race, if you're like trying to be like a like a race promoter and you want that photo and there's real value there, sure. But you can't do that at these like at these big races, at the like at these competitive like world championship stuff like yeah. that like you can't do that they announced it the day before the race that they were doing baloney so, baloney so all these other racers like they they fashioned their whole season around getting enough yeah. uci points so they can be in a certain position on the start grid so they 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 spent all this money all this time to get these points and then these three guys showed up and they're like oh, so let's move to the so back. i gotta give props to uh pickcock because he got a bump, he got a, a at least one row bump. He moved from sixth row to fifth row, and he's and he called it out on social media. And so he said, this, this is, is bullcrap. This is bullshit. Like yeah. this is what, what is our podcast PG PG thirteen? This after, is after hours, hours man. man. Oh, PG thirteen. That, that's on, acceptable. <laughs> Take a drink of that. Modelo. Cheers, Modelo. <laughs> after hours. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. So Pidcock did say, "Not cool. I don't agree with this. I didn't. You know, yeah, I'm just it, gonna take my spot, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Anyway, it was good. It was good to see him throw that out there. Yeah. So it was good for him. So race starts, hot and fast and furious. Mather Vanderpool. Mather. 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 <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Mather. <laughs> Mather. He didn't even make it through the start loop. There's a like a little like fake start loop before you actually do the actual XCO laps. Huh. So they always they always do that to try to like string it out just a little bit. Yeah. And he his front wheel washed out on a right hand turn, and he went down and banged up his knee and banged up his face and race over. Oh, good thing they got that photo up before he did that. Literally, I'm guessing it was like three minutes into the race or something like that. This is like an hour and 15 minute race Dope. and he went down and was out in the first three minutes. Bummer. Um, but Pidcock starting on the fifth row by lap three, he had worked his way to the leaders, which was Nino Schurter and um, there was two other guys. Some other guys. So, <laughs> super studs, cyclists. Superstars. So uh, they battled, the three of them battled for like four laps. And with like two laps to go, Pidcock just was able to drill Wait, it and he pull away. Didn't he like biff it somewhere, crash, and then come back? No. Did you already talk about that? No. Oh, that's a, that's Did Pidcock do that? Yeah. I don't think he went down. I watched the race this morning. The, yeah, okay. Well, But I did skip maybe, some parts because it was an hour and 15 minutes. I didn't sit there and watch uh, the whole thing. I feel like I saw something. Maybe it was a different race. Could have been a different race. Where Maybe. He, I don't know. Report back to us, listeners. Tell us what, what we're missing. <laughs> what we screwed up. Anyway, Pidcock ended up winning the race by about 20 seconds. Uh, uh, Nino Schurter got caught by one other guy, and he ended up third. So um, after you know uh, 10, 10 world championships, he ended up third this year. And the guy who won the short track world championship like five days ago, he ended up getting second place. I think he was an Australian guy. But nice. Yeah. So super fun to watch. So that, that was kind of exciting. So that, that was actually the first thing I did when I got back to my home TV was watch that race on a big screen because it was pretty cool. Okay. I'm droning on about all these races because we haven't talked about races for. Sorry, right, Chad. It's been a minute. So yeah. we talked to you. 
I got something. Bring it. Leadville 100. Yes, the Leadville 100 just happened last weekend. Holy smokes, that was fast. The the record had never. Well, I I think he had the record, but nobody had no nobody's ever finished in under six hours. Yes, they have. Are you sure? Uh, He he missed the record by like a minute last year. So he he finished last year like six hours exactly and and like one second second or something like that. So the record was just just under that. It was like it was five fifty nine and change or something something like that. And when the record was set back in two thousand fifteen, yeah. Um, the guy who set the record had a t- had five teammates who paced him. Okay. So it was like a team effort with this guy going out. So Keegan Swenson showed up. He said, not only am I going to win this race, I'm going for the record. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's a 100-mile mountain bike race with 12,000 feet of climbing. Yeah. Starting all, starting at like ten or 12,000 feet of altitude. Leadfield is at 10,000 yeah, feet. It right. climbs to 12,500, I think, twice. Ugh. And then and he did 100 miles on the mountain bike in five hours and 43 minutes. That's a 31 damn, seconds. That's a yep. damn good 100-mile time. My gosh. If you're on the road. It's <laughs> Pretty unreal what Keegan Swenson did. Yeah. He's riding he's Santa Cruz, right? He rides a Santa Cruz. He rode a hard tail. Uh-huh. He this is interesting. He rode he rode a hard tail a mountain bike. Um, but he also had bar tape on the right next yeah. to the stem uh-huh. and he had blips on smart on the bar tape. So he so on all the road sections or flat sections. Yep. Yeah. He could exactly. have his hands in the most aero position and still shift gears. Yeah, they've got those new wireless blips yeah. that you can put pretty much anywhere on your bike that you want. Just adhesive he, in there and just start shifting. At that point, when you're going that fast, like he's probably really thinking about aerodynamics, which is just crazy. He was. It's yeah, crazy. Very much so. He knew that would be an issue. And, he there's, also, and there's a lot of downhills. There is a lot of downhill, but there's like... Gotta be careful. There's like a climb that like many people walk, like the yeah. last section. Yeah. Power line, is it? Yeah, Powerline or Columbine or, or Col- something. something. Those like are that, the two yeah. names. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I've never done it, so but okay. put it on your put it on your list. Put it on the list. But uh, he he also um, his teammate Tobin Ortenblad um, helped for the first like twenty minutes. They tried to make the first twenty minutes as hard as possible to try to up the pace Ugh. and kind of. Why would you do that? So so yeah. Separation. So mile. Yeah. So for like. The first 20 minutes of this 100-mile race... It's burning a few matches, boys. Hoban Ortenblad, like, said, I'm I'm doing this for Keegan. Yeah. And just, like, drilled it so that he had a chance at the record. And then, he, I don't know, he went solo at, like, mile 45 or something and did the whole rest of it solo and crushed the record by 15 minutes without any other teammates or anything else. Oh, so. sorry. <laughs> so he came in first... Obviously, we've already talked about that. And then Alexi Vermeulen, Vermeulen, Alexi Vermeulen. Yep, um, was second. Came in second at six hours and eight minutes. We saw both those guys. We went to training camp, right? We saw both Keegan and Alexi. Alexi in was Tucson. Right on. Yeah. You guys are basically pro mountain bikers. Basically, we were the You're reason. Part of the team. Yeah, yeah. You're basically part of the we're team. We're basically <laughs> on the podium at Leadville. Um, Dylan Johnson, also friend of the podcast. I think he was like top twenty. I thought I saw him post something 20. about that. Yeah. So you, I mean, so we're there. <laughs> we're right there. We're there. Conditions were good in Leadville this year. A little colder, so um, and there was some rain, and so the 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 dirt and trails were a little like batted down. So conditions were good for speed. Um, a lot of people, a lot of the racers complained that they went faster than ever before, 
but were like five or ten places worse. Oh wow! But but the Lifetime Grand Prix Fitness, the the Grand Prix is pulling out all these. It's bringing more talent, and mm-hmm. some more people are showing up. It's from you get overseas people too. Yes, it's pe- like yeah, yep. that's the gig, man. You start throwing around that much money, yep. people Dylan, are going to come out. Dylan Johnson finished seventeenth place yeah. uh, with a time of six hours and twenty six minutes. Good on you. Yeah, Pretty he was crazy. happy with that. Yeah, from what I could tell. So, oh my gosh, Keegan Swenson averaged 17.47 miles an hour on a freaking mountain bike. Dude, that's nuts. So, just to put it into perspective, Dylan Johnson's no schlep, right? He's he's fast. He's he's a legit 15.5 miles an hour. So, like almost two miles an hour faster. Good lord, it's flying. Yeah, it's it's flying. It's pretty unreal. The women's race at Leadville. Was won by Sofia Villafone. I screwed up her name. You nailed it. Won by don't, Sophie, don't who is Keegan's girlfriend. Oh, I was gonna say they're both from Herbert, Utah. Yeah, so. keep it in the family. Heber. Not Heber, whatever Heber. the heck it's called. All right, okay, <laughs> Utah boy, Herbert. <laughs> so uh, Sophie won. I think she was just over seven hours and um, seven hours nine minutes and forty eight yeah. seconds. Yep, and she she won by a way. Who was second? Uh, Ruth Winder. Okay. It was uh, seven hours and 11 minutes, so it was, was kind of close. It was like uh, two and a half minutes or so. I think Ruth was pulling her back in until like the last, the, like the last drag into the finish line is like roughly six or seven miles, and it's oh. it's like 1% uphill. Yeah. And I think that, that Ruth was with Sophie at that point, and uh-huh. she put like also had bar tape on the inside of her and blip shifters and she like she just put her head down and like drilled it gotcha i don't know how you go that freaking hard after six and a half hours i just i'm like i'm empty at six hours just empty i don't know how they do that i'm i'm that's i can't it's different it's different it's different it's different than you it's different than me you're you're good for (laughs) 60 miles i'm good for two hours you're and and then i'm great and then i'm great for two hours i'm great for two hours then i'm no good at Keegan uh, had an interview afterwards, and he said, "I didn't want to just get the record by a few seconds. I wanted to make it mine. Yeah, like he wanted to own that. He mofo. wanted to just crush I, it, dude. I mean, yeah. There's always somebody out there faster, but that record's gonna probably stand for a little bit of time, don't you think? Uh, nope. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on how good the drugs get. Um, yeah, I think it's it's been there for you know eight years already, and it was done as a team effort." before and so the fact that he did this with only like a 20 minute help from a teammate yeah. and then was able to you know drill all this is pretty freaking amazing mm-hmm. so that's awesome good job yeah good job. someone someone will want the record and go out and do something like near there like a team pursuit thing or something will happen watch, somebody's, somebody's got to be willing to like go super hard for four hours and yeah. then just like pull the parachute yeah. maybe three hours i don't know we'll see Huh. Hey, do you want to talk about transfers at all? Did we discuss that? Um, we didn't discuss that. Let's just run through that real quick, and then we'll we jump into any? our our mini topic for the day. Do we oh. have any transfers that we want to talk about? Well, or? I thought that there was one oh. that was pretty interesting that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Mateo Jorgensen. Mateo Jorgensen is leaving Movistar, Movistar, uh-huh. and going to Yumbo Visma. Yumbo Visma. Wow, that's fantastic team. for him. It yeah. just Yumbo Visma just got better. Him going to that team. I mean, what what's that going to do for him? Okay, this is a team with a bigger budget than than Movistar and has 
all the things at his disposal, is Mo- that going to get like two or three percent more out of Mateo? That might mean that he he could have won that stage that he bar- that he barely lost this you know, at true. the Tour de France. Yep. So, I mean, that could just be... Well, the, the next question is, is it going to come in and be a supporting role for, you know, years to come at the tour? Or are they going to set him up maybe to... Like, because Roglic is getting up there in years, let's be honest. And so, like, who's going to step up and maybe take the the, the spot of role? Roglic? I mean, how old is Mateo? He's not that old. He's in his early 20s, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, sending him out to do the Euro or the Vuelta, that could be a good play. And then they've got him, if they need him, at their disposal to take to the tour to add to all the other horsepower that they already have. Could be a, could be an interesting play. He's 24. Yeah. He's got a lot of years still. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's interesting. Um, Remco is still with uh, Quick Step. Remco's still with Quick Step. Remco's dad wants him to go somewhere else and Remco's get paid money or trying to get somebody dad. to cough up. But he keeps making noise and keeps talking to the press. And I'm not sure if it's by design or if it's that he just can't keep his mouth shut, but he is not keeping his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And he's saying how Remco doesn't have a good enough team around him to win the Tour de France. And quite this is frankly, when you get your dad like checked into a home. That's right, dad. You're just you like, can't, you know, guess how old his dad is? I I don't know, but my guess is my guess is he's like forty five. Yeah, probably. He's like fifty. <laughs> probably probably forty five. He's probably pretty young. It's probably so his, his manager and his uh, his agent and like dad. Uh, you're going to a home. His publicist and you're fifty five, but TikTok you're going to a manager. Home. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is his social media manager. <laughs> <laughs> Probably collecting a hefty paycheck off of uh, Remco's earnings. Uh, yeah, Jumbo also extended Jonas's contract, Christoph Laporte's contract, uh, Robert Gessing's contract. But oh, they wanted to they any wanted mention to keep of Jonas? what what Jonas's uh, contract is uh, paying no, out these days? Didn't say no. they, that information usually leaks. I, he he should be. Sure I think ridiculous. he's being paid like five million euros a year, something like that. Hmm. So, is Chris Froome still under contract with Israel? He is. What was his, what did he get? He got some. He got amazing. same five million yeah. euros. Yeah. a year. They pretty much came out and said this past year that he's been a waste of money. Uh, I don't know if it was those exact words, working. but it, it it was kind of like not a polished response, and it was pretty poignant in terms of like they're not happy with him, and he has not been worth the money. And no, he well, I mean thought, that was a that was a, a huge mistake by them. He thought that he. Was gonna go, and he thought he was in good shape. That he was in good shape. He's like, I'm, I'm doing as good as power numbers as I've ever done. I should he, be able was, to go to the tour team. Really particular about his weight. He talked about his weight yep. being, his weight was where he needed it to be. He did not get selected. Chris Froome is that Chris Froome is pretty good for the last few years though. He's he's come out and said, I'm ready. I'm a, I'm fit. I'm all the things. And no, yeah, everybody's passed him by. Yeah, which is crazy to think. No. Yeah. That he was the top of the game for four years, and yeah. now everybody's passed him by. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. It's unfortunate, but he's still getting paid. He doesn't care. Well, he he's does. Paid. He cares. He does, but he's getting quad paid. Quad lock, people. Quad lock. Quad yes. lock. Staring at your stem. With a quad lock on If it. you're going to stare at your stem, <laughs> you might as well have a quad lock on here. <laughs> All right, anything else, champ? No, that's it. Champ out. Sweet. He does use that quad lock. I saw some... YouTube video and he was like talking he was like watching the tour on his bike and he was on a gravel ride on his birthday and I'm like you're gonna kill yourself man and he was like descending on gravel watching the tour with a quad lock with his like phone on his bike and I'm like wow 
That's that's something you didn't learn from that last crash, Chris. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to jump into our topic to the day. It's going to yeah. be maybe a little bit of a smorgasbord. It's going to lean a little bit into the old uh, Vuelta that's coming up here pretty soon. Um, I did want to get into the Tour de France Femmes because uh, we still haven't had a chance to kind of break that down. That was a fantastic race. Um, I don't want to not give that enough time. We 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 did not give it the. Uh, coverage that we should have given yeah, or that we wanted to give it it's just yeah, that we wanted to give i don't it. even think we were was anyone even like our podcast was so sporadic it, yeah. right that week that it went down it was an eight-day stage race yeah. and uh yeah we were all on gone elsewhere planets. doing other things and and just it, the timing was off um we are going to do something a little bit more proper and we want to bring in somebody that can speak on that on their behalf um you know maybe we would like to find a woman out there that maybe is big time into racing or love that. somebody that's uh, gone through and, and done that. But I kind of want to like spotlight the women a little bit more and kind of set up a little bit for the next year so that we can get to know more of the players and, and have that be more of a regular thing. So um, just want to make sure that we do it the just service that, that it deserves. Um, and today's probably not the day because we're going to touch on a few things. So um, we will come back to that. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, the folks. The starts this not tomorrow, but this coming Saturday. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but mm, it'll it'll probably come out either tonight. It's on Friday or it Saturday. It just depends on how much the following Saturday. Yeah, is when the Vuelta starts. Yeah, August twenty sixth. Yep. yep, next Soon. Saturday. Yep. Cool. So that's pretty exciting. Um, who's going to beat Yumbo Visma and their super team that they're taking? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I mean, oh, is Egan, there Egan Bernal? Uh, Egan, Egan Bernal, Egan, Egan, Eager, Egan Bernal. Eager, Ernie, 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 Beaker, Ernie Bernal, Beaker Bernal, Eaker, Beaker, Beaker Bernal, and Mather Vanderpool. Mather, <laughs> Mather. We nail pronunciation on this podcast. Yeah. It's Burger, one of the things Burger. we're known for. Swedish chef Beaker. Oh gosh, no, seriously though, who is no, going to be Yumbo Visma? I, I really do think Egan Bernal is going to have a good one. Okay. Egon Bernal. I really do. I'm 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 not joking. That's over here channeling his internet. This is what, what would Evan Price say? <laughs> Evan uh, Price would say Adam Yates is what he would say. Yeah. Who's not even going to be Yates there. brothers Ooh. are going to like go to Lance. But, do you happen to have Yumbo's roster up? And if not, can you pull that up real quick? It of hasn't who been they announced yet. The whole thing has not been announced. Okay, yet. so it haven't come out, but we have a pretty good idea of who they are taking, and it is it a freaking super team. It's a better. Th- this team would beat their Tour de France team. Yep. Jonas Vingegaard. 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 Primoz Roglaric. There you go. Nailed it. Well played, well played. <laughs> Primoz. And Sap Coase. Is, is Sap Coase going to be there? Sap Coase is also going to be there. Those, So all three of those guys are going to be there, plus the regular guys. No Wout, though, right? No Wout. Wout's playing Mr. Wout, Mr. Mom right now. Wout needs to be done. Yeah. He If he's going to do any cyclocross, and he probably will because he's freaking Wout, but he's got a I, I don't know. I don't think he's on. He's not on no. the roster. It's kind of that, surprising that that Sepp Kuss is on the roster because he, this is number three. He's done. He did the Euro. He did the Euro and the, the tour. tour, and now he's also during the Vuelta. Come on, it's he, pronounced Via Elta. Via Elta Vuelta. Via Velto. The Velvita. The Velvito. Espana. Just a curiosity yes. here. He had the option probably to say, no, I'm good, guys. I've done enough, and I'm, I'm just going to call it a season. He's going to go because he's a sportsman, and he's got a good team, and he's going to go have fun. But do you think he gets paid extra to go do that, or just in his contract? To- oh, they get bonuses when they do Grand Tours, for sure. But those bonuses aren't that big. 
I mean, if they you, win, there's it's like a million bucks or something like that. They they split amongst all of the teammates and the whoever the whoever staff. is like the the tour winner usually also gives an additional bonus, especially to the lieutenant or whatever it is. Yeah, right. So he's get he's going to get paid for this, but hmm. I think he's doing it because he's a sportsman. Yeah, I mean, he had crashes at the tour. Sure, he could use some time off. I'm sure. There's but preliminary lists be healthy. out. There's okay. preliminary lists out, but not this Beaker Beaker Bernal in the on the list. Oh, let's see. He's my dude, man. So um, Thomas uh, Durant oh. Thomas um, who Durant <laughs> Garrett <laughs> my taint <G>. John. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, you would love sorry. that. Lance, have G. another Modelo, buddy. Have another Modelo. <laughs> so Thomas Thomas is the guy. For Ineos. Um, oh, they man. also have... How old is she now? 53? Beaker Bernal. No. Be- Beaker Bernal is on the list as well. Garrett Thomas is going to ride in support. You heard it here first, people. Mm. You heard it here I'm first. pretty sure Luke Rowe is going because he talked about it on the podcast and he's not on this list. Interesting. Yeah. So this, I mean, the list, this list that I'm looking at is obviously is not. Pitcock going? I'm guessing he's not because he's like Pitcock his is not. engines tuned to mountain bike racing right now, yeah. probably. And I'm guessing that he will do some cyclocross as well. This could be Pitcock. more interesting than the tour. In a it lot could of ways. be. Is Mr. Big Six going? Um. Yes. Yes. Remco. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. This was like his goal for the year. He wanted the Giro, yep. but he got COVID. Yep. Yep. His dad told me that he's gonna have to surf. He's gonna have to surf wheels because he does not have a team. He's he, got yeah. I don't recognize anybody's name on his team. Not, he does not have a he's team. He's got Remco Evanpool, Luis Vervaki. Let's hold on. Let's let's Mary um, Van Severant. Let's Facetime his dad and get him on the, on the podcast. <laughs> he has some things to say. I think. So yeah, so it's gonna be a battle between Remco and Roglic, Roglic okay. or Vingago. Yeah. And uh, who else? Let's go. We need to go around the table because you have to pick one person. And I know every, all of us are going to say there's a lot of us that are going to pick the same team. But who on the same team are we all going to pick? Who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Is it the red? Do they use a red jersey for this one? Red jersey. What, who, who's going to win the red jersey? Called the red tomato. Do they? Yeah. Go full tomato. Okay. That's what that's what my taint Thomas says. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> Hope it sticks. It sticks. Oh Who do you think is going to win it all? Uh, I think Remco will do it. Whoa, really? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were serious. Because he, I mean, that's a reasonable pick. Why wouldn't you pick Vingago? He's he's a he's going to ride, he's gonna ride in support of Roglic. Yes. He will not. Okay. We got one vote. Vingago. Good choice. Vingago. You're taking Vingago. Yeah. Uh, I really don't know. I'm fully guessing. I, I I'd have to take Roglic if we're, I would, we're talking Yumbo. I would choose Roglic in that situation too. However, I'm going to pull my Evan Price and go. Adam Yates, <laughs> Egon Bernal is going to win it. Egon Bernal, he's going to win it. I don't know how. Hmm. I don't know how. And Garen Thompson's going to ride in support. That's a good. That's a good one-two punch right there. Is yeah. there a fantasy league for the Vuelta? I like don't the know. Tour? That'd no? be fun. Hmm. I don't I, see where do we watch? Where do we watch this? It's a good question. I don't know where we watch it. Um, Seriously though, that it's probably on <laughs> Flow Bikes or it'll be on or on GCN. It'll be on GCN or Flow Bikes okay. probably. Yep. Do you think that um, Evan Pohl has a chance of going up against Yamovisma and all that horsepower? I mean, yeah, I he's, really he's a talent and all that other stuff. Okay, but 
If he can sit on all those wheels, surf wheels. If he can surf wheels and do it without a team, then let's rewind. Yeah, two then years. he's one of the big six. And let's say that they don't try and put themselves in the red jersey for say like the first week and a half, and they're doing rope a dope again with uh, Vingigo and Roglic. Oh, no They'll just drill him. He's going to get destroyed. There's no way that he can do that. Well. I think he could potentially be wearing red at the end of the first week, and I think he could have like one of those big first weeks, first two weeks maybe, but I don't know, about three weeks. That's a long time. Yeah. I think he's going to come out strong and then fade. That's my prediction. He'll probably have some sort of reason why he has to drop out. Mm. I don't think he'll finish. He's the defending champion. He won last year. Did he? Why did he win last year? I don't remember. How did he win? Evan Pohl won last year? Yeah. I thought Roglic won. No. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? All right. Yes. Okay. Mm. okay. I believe it. Well, what was the question again? <laughs> well, I think we were just Who's talking about like how how he was going to win, who who was going to win, and we got we got three different votes here. We got Vinga Go, we got Roglic, and we got the real winner. And they e- still gone Bernal. They haven't announced. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't announced Quick Steps uh, roster, obviously. But do they have like a, a tentative lineup of who's going to ride there with them? And of yeah. that lineup, how many of those names do you recognize? They're actually looking. They're actually looking for, for people. Step. Quick, I didn't recognize a single name. The Quick Step people are looking. They're actually looking for riders. They're actually they're listening well, to the podcast. Where's now. Julian Alaphilippe? <laughs> Why isn't he there? That would be because he is smart and his season <laughs> is finished. <laughs> That would be the and best he rode pick. the tour and Evan Poole did not. Yeah, but they need him. They don't have anyone else. I know. That'd be great. That'd be a, he would be a good okay kind of team so captain guy too. If this is what they're doing, I question Quick Step's decision making process here. Sure, you can send Evan Poole, but you're not sending him really with any support. No, you agree with you agree with Evan Poole's dad. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> why why wouldn't they send him to the tour and just like you know. Check out of the not check out of the Volta, but just say screw it. Like let's let's put our sights on what's more important here. Let's stack our team and take them to the tour versus the the Volta. I, I don't get it. And they're not going. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want to. They didn't want to throw down. Maybe they think UAE he's too and young. Jumbo. And they might very well have some unknown commodity that's going to be on their team that's going to come out and do fantastic things yeah. and could be a huge asset to them that we just didn't know anything about and could be the story of the tour, but. I mean, if they are unknowns, though, I mean, how how do you stack up against Jumbo Visma when you've got those behemoths? That's that's a oh, Roglic and Vingigo. That's just ridiculous. Both of them. They're just, they're unstoppable. It, well, let's and say Sepp Kuss, and Wilco and Kelderman and Dylan Van Barlen and Robert Gessink. Okay, here's another question yeah. for you too, though. If uh, we, we know the Wilt's not there, and if you had your choice, though, would you rather have? Wout there than Vingigo supporting Roglic or whoever no. the other one's going to be? Or would no. you rather have it be there's the, what steep this? climbs in this race? I just think that yep. Wout is fried. And I think you want, I think Vingigo is a support person. You get to the hardest point in the tour and he's just handing you Modellos. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be a okay to support you. He's, he's pushing Roglic up the steepest part of the hill. Oh, man. It could be fun mm. to watch. Now they're going to have a team time trial. That's kind of exciting. Team Haven't time trial, first stage, yeah. stage one, team time trial. Does Remco Evanpool drop his team <laughs> and yell at them and, and throw a temper tantrum because they couldn't keep up? The, the time is like the fifth person across yep. the line, so they you only just need have to put, put him up front. Five, just put him up front, and the rest just draft the right. whole time. 
<laughs> He's he such clear- a good time trialer. He clearly. He beat Filippo Ghana. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's so yeah. good. So. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Should it's be, be interesting. Should be fun to watch. It should be fun to watch. Anything else that you want to talk about with La Vuelta? No. Where can folks watch? Is that on Peacock again? We, we don't. We don't, we know. don't know. We think. We think GCN. I think well, it's. Gonna, I think it's on Peacock. Is it? I think so. You might be right. Let me go there. I think somebody mentioned that. Um, but yeah, we will check that. Um, yeah, Peacock, NBC Sports, and Peacock. Oh boy, giddy up! Same early start times. Probably. Getting up at five o'clock in the yep. morning for three weeks. Yep. Not gonna happen. Cool. All right. Anything else that you guys want to talk about? Let's let's put that one to rest. There's too much stuff that we still don't know. It's uh, we can change out, but we will maybe touch on that a little bit more next week, and we can kind of type some of these loose ends. Maybe sounds good. Cool. Anything else that you guys want to talk about in our little smorgasbord of uh, of a topic here? Anything? That's it. That's good. We good. We rattled on long enough. We did. All right. Well, let's do one last thing, Matt Legrand. I just posted a video today. It was late. Oh. It's late, but I posted a video for the week, and it's I did some After Effects in there. Ooh, I know. Yep. So you'll have to check it out just for that. It's about the Apple Watch Ultra because I've had it for three hundred days, and I did a oh, cool. Apple Watch Ultra after three hundred days. What so time that. did that go live today? One o'clock ish, maybe. How's it doing? Good. Like a thousand views, maybe. Oh wow, that's that's, that's it's cruising. solid. Yeah. It's solid. I mean, it's not going to be like a massive explosive whatever video but it's got a thousand views sweet and what's the old hours old listener or the listener the uh viewer count up to the subscriber count how many subs you got now thousand twenty one twenty one oh geez that's, that's a big job 21. yeah good yep. job dude killing it yeah so there that's um go to the youtubes and watch the videos subscribe youtube.com forward slash Matt Legrand? M. Legrand. Or M. Legrand? Yep. Yep. Well, if you just search Matt Legrand, you'll come up with two choices. You have to choose wisely because <laughs> the the wise choice is the singer slash male stripper that dances <laughs> on the beach and sings to girls. Or you can choose me. Is that guy YouTube. still posting, by the way? He hasn't been posting as much lately, which is Aww. really sad because he was he was a talent. Um, and I think, uh, I think he's still, I mean, but like, I think like if you search for my name or whatever, he does show up a lot because he's on Spotify and all the other platforms and stuff like that. So you should do a video it. and call him out. Ask me if he wants to like have a showdown or something like that. You should well, have kind of him sh- write a jingle for you. Oh, there what, you go. What if we performed it together and <laughs> yes. I took my shirt off? <laughs> Even better. And I had like a, a greased up hairy belly and I'm like. <laughs> Ladies of the beach. You should shave your chest, but not your belly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So far, so good. I love it. Shave Keep the those chest ideas. into a big heart. Keep yes, those. Yes. A big heart <laughs> yes. with an arrow pointing to your Manliness. belly button. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep these good ideas coming, guys. Love it. Uh, all right. Dr. Oh. Lance Hepler. <laughs> Lance Roman. One last thing. <laughs> Romance. One last thing. International man of mystery, man about town. Lance romance. It still makes me laugh. Lance this thing. Lance romance. Last chance. Lance romance. Last chance. Super last chance. Lance. Lance Hepler. Lance romance. Lance romance. Go. <laughs> it keeps going. Puffy pants. Lance. Lance romance. Lance romance. Yes. In the house. Welcome to my show. To my show. 
Uh, big shout out to teammate Chris Surratt. He is jumping back on the horse and has driven to Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Yeah, buddy. He is going to race this Sunday in Steamboat Springs Gravel. I just hope he has a smooth race and Me he's too. feeling okay. He's feeling okay. He um, he he's back riding, but can only go so far and so much. So he mm-hmm. he downgraded. He's doing the kitty race like I would have done if I had been there. What's the distance on that? Uh, he uh, he will fifty or sixty. I miles think he's doing fifty mile. That's good. He was in the hundred and fifty mile right. race, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he wisely scaled back to the fifty mile. So. <laughs> Wussy. Only broke 18 <laughs> bones. Come on. Broke man up. He broke 12 ribs. Be patient, man. And all three vertebrae. Yeah. It's pretty fast recovery, actually, if you think about it. He's back He's back racing. He's yeah. back racing. And he Great. did like a road century like last weekend or the weekend before. Wow. Man. Yeah. So Beast mode. Yeah. He's rolling. He is a beast. So good luck to him. He's out there uh, racing uh, Keegan Swenson and Payson McKelvin. Okay. are all there. Those guys better watch their backs. Yeah, watch your backs. <laughs> He's coming for you in the 50. That's it. Sweet. Uh, my one last thing is I am heading out of town this weekend. I am going to Astoria, Washington, not Washington, Oregon. That's wait, an Oregon, right? Wait, it's an Oregon. Didn't you show something there? Like a I, yeah. dental uh, practice dental or something I, I like that? I owned a building for 15 years there and a dental practice for 10. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Sold. I've, I've had some, I've spent some time in Astoria, many Many days and nights. In What's, what are some fun things to do in Astoria, Lance? Besides um, riding your bike, you go see the Goonie House and okay. do the Truffle Shuffle. Okay. You gotta eat and watch the seals. You you can go. There's a there's a boat dock that is always filled with seals, and you can go. It's Evan's worst watch nightmare. The seals. Or, or, or. Yep. <laughs> so Evan, that's kind Evan of fun. dreams. He dreams about it every night. <laughs> um. You you can. There's a bike path along the uh, the. The Columbia River, which spills into the ocean right okay. there. Rub it in, Astoria. rub it in, okay. Okay, yeah, you're not taking a bike. You're nope. going fishing. And then you go fishing. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. You go fishing. Yep, we are, my son and I are going to go fishing. We're going to do a little father-son trip. We're going to oh, go, nice. um, we are on a little charter boat, and we're going to go catch some salmon. So it should be nice. kind of nice. Uh, Pier 10's banging right now with salmon, so we got on a... Buoy 10. What did I say? Pier 10. Oh, yep, same thing. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> something 10 some some 10 thing we're fisher at that's that's all i know now we're on a little charter boat and there's going to be the captain and the captain's dog <laughs> and then it's um i think my son and myself and i think there's like two or three other people and it's it's a decent let's get a little 30 foot charter boat Fantastic. they're going to take us out for eight hours we're going to catch a bunch of fish and they're going to you know take care of us and it's really cool too because like i don't have to go over there with any tackle or anything we just like walk on the boat and they take care they of everything everything and, for and you all of that the fish nice. that we catch they clean it for us that's and, the way to fish right oh there. hells yeah, yeah. so <laughs> all we got to do is just knock them dead and um we should have fun we're going to go just kind of hang out and just you know just the two of us we haven't done that in a long long time so Love it should it. be fun uh, the other thing you do in astoria is you go up to the column the astoria column so it is like a it's like a, it's not, it's not like a totem pole. It's like a tower in, on the highest hill in mm-hmm. Astoria. And you can climb the 150 steps up to the observation deck at the very top. Oh, best, wow. Best views in the Yeah, in best town. views. You can see like the whole isthmus and the, and the bridge. Interesting. And, and the whole tower is filled with like, um, like painted like scenes of the past of Astoria. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Might have to climb up there and take some yeah. photos. Yes. Photographies. If the sun's out, that's the spot. Yeah. Top well, of the Astoria column. Been stinking hot here. It's cooled off a little bit. It wasn't quite as bad today, but today I'm guessing okay. that it should be pretty nice over on the coast. Yeah. Hopefully. Should have gone like last weekend. 
Oh, speaking of last week, and I really didn't talk about that. We had the the two criteriums. Oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about the. Crits. Yeah, we should have probably alluded to that a little bit. So, um, I, I'll cover that one last thing. Last thing, real sure. quick. Um, we did the Vancouver Courthouse crit on Saturday, and that was uh, the regional criterium championships for USA well, Cycling. USA Cycling and, and Washington. Yeah, in Washington. So it was Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. And was there another state in that that little? thing I, I think it's just those three i think it's those three and there was a lot of people that descended upon the good old city of vancouver washington um we had folks coming from even from british columbia which was kind of cool down there um i didn't race because i'm broken but i was at the races all day long providing neutral support in the pit i was running the pit so how busy was the pit it was actually a pretty busy day lance i fixed a lot of bikes i fixed a lot of tires i oh, fixed wow. a lot of stuff and i helped a lot of people not only like get back in the race, but actually just be able to race in general. Like there was people showing up with all kinds of random things. I'm like, am I at a triathlon here? What's going on? <laughs> no, but just like for whatever reason, the, a, a lot of people that came from out of town were having to come see me because they're out like trying to warm up and whatnot. And they're coming in with flat tires and they're not riding tubeless. So oh, I don't yeah. know. So anyway, we had to change out a bunch of those, but there's people coming in with like bent derailers. There's people coming in with like, electronic issues there's people that were having headset issues there's people that oh, were wow. just all kinds of random stuff and a More, lot of these those people would not have been able to race so i was able to like fix everything i don't think that there was i don't think there was a simple a single thing that i wasn't able to rectify for oh, people wow. to get back out there he had another guy come out uh, i think he's on team forza if i'm not mistaken but he had a, a zip wheel that the cassette kept coming disengaged and the paws weren't catching and and he just it wasn't doing anything and he thought his race was over i was able to make it work did the whole race and he ended up, I think, finishing in the top five, which was kind of cool. Oh wow! And then he he came out and did the race on Sunday, the Hammer Crit. Um, we'll jump into that one next. He came out to do that and he was out warming up. And the thing did it again, and I told him, I'm like, "There's a good chance that this thing came, comes disengaged again." And he came back and and we had more time this time, so I got to actually spend more time on it, make it proper, and went through, got it all cleaned up, got it re-engaged, and everything was connecting just right. And he won his race. Oh really? Came up to me after the race and gave me a big hug, and he was super stoked. And he's like, "Is it oh, Matt Raddick? Uh, Radich? I don't think so. Oh. I I, I got to go look at the results. I, I can't anyway. remember his name, but that was kind of cool. cool. But I like so him. anyway, going back to the Vancouver Courthouse crit, it was a great day of racing. Um, lots of people showed up. It looked like it was a pretty clean race. I think I only saw like one or two incidents where there was people went down, but they weren't bad. Everybody was for the most part able to get back on their bikes and and do their thing and. Lots of new uh, regional champions, and people were Fantastic. stoked, and it was just a, a really well-run race, and good job to POA for that. Uh, day two was the Hammer Crit, and that was actually the Oregon State Bicycle Racing Association's state championship crit race. Okay. And it was held at a new venue over in Gresham-ish area, or like East Portland, and that was a lot of fun to watch, too. It was uh, a little bit smoother, more of like a, I don't know, I think there was like four turns and like like a little soft bend in there or something like that. So it was pretty straightforward with some nice straightaways, and it was fast and furious. It was hot, though. That day was a day. really hot day. And um, the women's 1-2 was the last field of the day to go off. They actually even shortened some of the races from like 75 minutes down to like 55 minutes just because it's it was so hot. sinking. And they were making uh, ice socks for people, and you can see a lot of the, the, the racers out there racing with big lumps of ice in their back. Just It was melting and kind of keeping them cool. Um, that race, it was a, another good day. We had a lot of teammates that showed up to that and that was a lot of fun. And again, not quite as many mechanicals, but there was a fair amount of stuff that I was having to fix for people. So I was happy to be out there and, and everybody was able to get, um, you know, fixed and, and cool. back to riding. Um, there was, 
not too many crashes that I know of. I knew the the women's race though. That was the only unfortunate part about they're on their last lap build up. They're coming around the last bend and they're maybe 200, 250 meters out. And I was in my pit and I, I, they were, I was closer to them than anybody else. And there was a group of, I think four or five um, women that got tangled up and a couple of them went down pretty hard, which was kind of a bummer. And it's just that sound. I hate that yeah, sound. You, know, and you just hear spokes breaking carbon. carbon and screaming and hell hollering and, and you know, just, it's, it's terrible, but uh, that race finished and I was able to run over there and kind of help some women out and kind of <laughs> one of the one girl that got, beat up the most like massive raspberry on the side and just a huge gaping hole and she's cut up all over the place and it was just it was a bummer Ooh. and she's she's trying to like walk with her bike and the wheels like both wheels front and back multiple broken spokes the back one i think had maybe six or seven or eight broken spokes and it was so broken that the wheel was like 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 jammed up against the seat state and it wouldn't turn so she's kind of like dragging her bike not pushing it and rolling it but dragging it i'm like can i pick that up and carry it for you she's like, oh yeah yeah thank you and so we got over the grassy knoll but anyway it was uh aside from that it was another great day of racing and i spent a total of 22 hours supporting oh these bike races out in the heat but you know what it was a blast I, I had a fun so anyway that those, was my uh, big regret. That was the the biggest regret of my whole trip was yeah. missing those two races. Yeah. So. You would have had fun. You know what's funny too is our, our good friend Dr. Hanel. You know he's Mr. Alien guy. Yeah, like he was trying like like crazy to get off the front that whole time, and their field was flat flying, and it was all because Hanel was like at the front doing what Hanel does, dragging the whole field around, just, and they were just like drilling it. And uh, people you know, now know. Yeah. I can't let Hanel get away because we'll never see him again. This is correct. Yeah. So it was fun. That was a, a pretty uh, pretty fast race. I think they probably averaged another mile and a half faster than they would have normally gone just because Hanel was Hanel's there. there. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. But what's funny is I got some f pictures of him, and I, I've got a long-range lens, and I can kind of zoom in on him. He's just like sitting up there. He's like, do-do-do-do-do, and he sees me, and he's like making faces at me, and he's smiling and laughing and sticking his tongue out. And here they are going like 26, 27, 28 miles an hour, and he's up there like goofing around, but everybody's in the back, and they've got like their serious faces on, their suffer faces on, and Hanel's smiling. <laughs> Love that guy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I um, actually took the 400, and I have a 20 mil as well, so that's kind of a, a fun little lens to get yeah. some, like, there's a, a one corner that they were diving into, no, and you can get kind of close to them and just get a, a nice little vantage point. So, that's cool. yeah, very cool. Fun. So, all right, that's enough of me talking. Anything else? That's it. Nothing. That's it. I think we're done. Happy. We will be back next week with another one of these. Thanks for listening. Until then, bye for now. Bye.